0: Welcome to the PSDcast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. Now, the IoT is on the horizon, and a world that's more connected is an even more tempting target for hackers and cyber criminals. If everything you interact with on a daily basis is linked, then unwanted digital intrusions could do up to and including catastrophic damage. So it goes without saying that the modern security operations center has its work cut out for it. The, the SOC's job is to monitor an organization's security posture and respond to threats, but when everything is literally connected to everything, then every hack becomes a Trojan horse of sorts, giving the hacker unprecedented access. Um, on today's show, we've got Jason McCall, who's the cybersecurity evangelist at Devo, and they've been on a six-city cyber tour, you know, spreading the good word um, about the modern SOC and what companies can do to combat cyber threats. So, Jason, welcome to the show. And What's the nature of the threat for the modern SOC? What are some of the most persistent challenges
1: for the security community? Well, unfortunately, the challenges that the SOCs are facing have been around for some time and they are still very persistent in the modern SOC. Um, you know, some of the, the biggest ones that they're really facing and fighting on a daily basis is the, the phishing or social attack where obviously the adversaries are acting as someone within the organization to be able to obtain access and then get uh, you know, availability around the uh, desktop to act and move around the organization in plain sight.
0: Right, right. No, I, I kind of find it interesting that some of the most successful so-called hacks are actually uh, the most low-tech methods. You know, we, we, we always right. assume... It's it's this really complicated digital attack, but it sometimes it's just asking for somebody's password. That's all it is. Correct.
1: That is, but, that's um, still unfortunately the, the biggest vulnerability that people are fighting today is the human piece. Right.
0: Well, I covered this in my intro, but, but how does uh, the Internet of Things change the SSC's
1: mission? Well, of course, now with the IoT that's upon us, you know, the attack surface has exponentially exploded so now it's not just you know putting up barriers around your border and putting up the uh, defense mechanisms around that the border is endless so i mean you're talking anywhere from your tvs to your refrigerators to your cars to i mean the list is very very large so these security operation centers or anything that's connected to that network is a potential breach
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I, i i've seen um you know demonstrations where companies talk about how hackers can get in through your your smart fridge, and then they might have access to your entire house. Or um, it's scaled up, obviously, on, on the business sense, but it's it's scary in that sense. But I, I also saw a video when you were on your um, your cyber tour um, where you covered the cyber kill chain, and as you alluded to, it's extremely important for companies to conceptualize something like this. So. What are the phases phases of a cyber attack, and how does a hacker generally move
1: through your business? Yeah, it's it's a lengthy process, to be honest with you. I mean, it, when someone has identified a mission, and you know, the first step that they always go through is the reconnaissance steps, looking for doing a lot of research, whether it's social engineering or it's physical uh, research that they're doing, or of course the the cyber reconnaissance. But they're always looking. They're not trying to identify uh, which targets that they can exploit against. So that's always the first step that they're they're going through. But then once they find those potential victims or targets, then their next step of the uh, process is weaponization, right? So once they weaponize, they're pairing, uh, you know, malware or exploits into a deliverable payload, such as a PDF or, you know, the traditional Microsoft Office files. And putting those in attachments right which is the next piece of that puzzle which is the transmission of the weapon right the delivery step of the uh the uh cyber attack kill chain right so if you're looking at that right the transmissions of those target uh, of those weapons to the target it could be traditionally email attachments obviously websites or you know even as physical as you know someone just passing around a USB drive with some weapons within it. Um, You know, once they can, you know, deliver the target and and transport the target to the victims, then they jump into the next phase of that, which is exploitation, right? And once they uh, get on that box, then the weapon is triggered, right? They trigger the weapon to exploit vulnerable applications or unpatched systems to be able to really get a stronghold within the organization. You know, then we go move into the next step of the puzzle, which is the installation, right? The weapon installs back doors uh, on these systems, allowing persistent access. So even if for some reason, uh, you know, someone puts a block in place, they, they have a lot of different backdoor options where they can continue to get access into the organization. Mm-hmm. And then they move on past the installation step, and it gets into your command and control steps, Right where they have, uh, you know, external server that communicates with those weapons that have been in place, providing the hands-on access or keyboard access inside the network. And then once they have that, then the last piece of that is obviously um, they work to achieve those objectives without the intrusion, which they can include like lateral movement to gain other access to other systems, get Uh, visibility into the data that they're searching for or have discovered through these steps and then try to uh, take those actions such as exfiltration or destruction of that data or continuing on, maybe even denial of service for other targets. So, I mean, there's multiple steps that comprise that, but that is the traditional workflow of a cyber attack.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, now we we definitely covered this in the intro, uh, but you know, what, what is the, the biggest vulnerability across the industry, you know, the hackers like to exploit? It. Is, is it really, is it this, uh, these low-tech threats, human nature, you know, social engineering, as you explained it, or are there any more um, more high-tech threats that uh, you have to keep
1: track of? Yeah, I mean, yes. Unfortunately, as we just discussed in the beginning, the biggest vulnerability that anyone in security operations centers have to defend against is the human nature, right? You know, and these, these attackers or adversaries are getting very sophisticated on that delivery reconnaissance and weaponization methods to where, you know, you get an email looks like it's coming from your boss or from HR or, you know, you get a phone call that says, Oh, I'm from the support desk. And they, they've already done reconnaissance. So they can if you even challenge them with some questions, they might know the answers already. So it's still the biggest vulnerability is that person. But of course uh, you know, the systems that are out there, unless they're continuously patched and uh, checked and rechecked to make sure that there is no vulnerable ports that are uh, accessible or, you know, if there is an exploit of a new application or a uh, office type of application that hasn't been updated yet, you know, the the adversaries out there are aware of all the vulnerabilities that are out there and they're going to exploit those as much as possible.
0: Mm, Understandable. Well, In general, then how can the the SOC evolve to combat today's modern cyber threats?
1: Well, of course, um, they have to keep up to date with the the latest technology stack that's available out there, right, to make sure that they're empowering, uh, you know, the the latest and greatest uh, perimeter defense mechanisms, such as the advanced uh, firewalls that are out there, but also, you know, get more in depth around visibility onto the endpoints, right? Because if you're looking at uh, what the uh, goal and the objective of these adversaries are, it's the endpoint. So they truly need visibility of all activities that are going on in those endpoints, the EDR model that's in place today. So they really need to focus on having the border, of course, protected, but also the internal devices to make sure if something abnormal occurs they have the capabilities not only to detect it but respond efficiently and to have that information that's available to them to make those decisions how do we stop this but also how do we prevent this from happening again
0: right right well thanks a bunch jason um i I appreciate you coming on the show today you know on behalf of psd i want to thank you for your time and to our audience thanks for tuning in